Welcome to the Aligned Podcast, hosted by Jess, spiritual medium and intuitive healer, and Allie, intuitive astrologer. A conversation between friends sharing our experiences as we navigate a purposeful life aligned, rooted in earth and guided by our intuition. Together, we'll talk about what it's like to be in flow with the universe, sharing the tools and wisdom that we've used to access our intuition, trust the pings, and bring forth healing into our daily lives. You were born with this innate ability to tap into your inner wisdom. We'll discuss how to clear the fears, limiting beliefs that keep you from accessing your highest potential. Our intention is to provide support and create a community for anyone curious about their own spiritual path, regardless of where you're at in your journey. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Align Podcast. This is Allie, and we're doing a little solo episode talking about the eclipse season. That's what we're going to do today. It's such a potent and powerful time, and I know all of you can feel that. And I have been getting so many messages on Instagram, through email, um, and everyone's sort of feeling the intensity and the strangeness of these times. And so thinking about um, the different layers that are creating this complexity of the energy that we're feeling, um, they're all, you know, working in our favor. So that's something I want to, you know, bring up first is that we have this, you know, um, perfect storm really to create some deeply transformative change in our lives. And that's occurring. And when we look at eclipses in general, eclipses are karmic storms. You know, they they come in to reroute us, redirect us onto our evolutionary path. They create alignments uh, that maybe wouldn't have necessarily happened um, as quickly or, you know, we were sort of working towards, but weren't able to fully um, you know, put into, put in, put into motion. And so eclipses come in and they're karmic vehicles, they're karmic, uh, transports onto our evolutionary path. And so they create this beautiful, um, alignment that is really needed for our soul to grow and shift and evolve in the way it's meant to. And I did an eclipse episode, um, two weeks ago talking about this portal that we're in and, you know, about what an eclipse actually is. And you can go back and listen to that, and also listen to, um, you know, Taurus and Scorpio. And so I won't go a lot into that because I discussed it in that episode, but thinking about this eclipse season we're in, um, Scorpio represents death and rebirth. It represents the unconscious behaviors we have that create, um, a, an illusion of safety. Same thing as Taurus, you know, um, not the subconscious, um, safety mechanisms, but more the physical plane, the sense of safety financially, um, the sort of safe home we create for ourselves, both our bodies and, you know, our, our physical plane, our, our lives, um, our actual physical homes. And so thinking about these two kind of polarized um, aspects of astrology, uh, they're opposite one another. So they have this, this beautiful karmic contract together to illuminate one another, to mirror one another. And really this axis is all about attachment, um, safety, security, 
uh, where we seek and default to um, in our lives on the physical plane and then in the unconscious to find safety, to find a, some some sort of you know familiarity. And when we're talking about Scorpio, which is what this eclipse is in um, this weekend, uh, talking about Scorpio, it is the alchemist. Its evolutionary purpose is to bring change. And so when we're thinking about where in our lives we feel perhaps some stagnation, we see this opportunity for change and shift um, where we f- we're feeling called to really drop into that surrender that's required to go through the full metamorphosis of change, um, to go through not only the cocooning, but the actual breaking out of the cocoon that requires courage, you know, and the actual death of what was so we can go into the cocoon. So all of those, you know, many layered little deaths in that process make up deep transformation. And so knowing that all of those little deaths, all of those little um, surrenders and, you know, jumps and leaps of faith are required in this entire process of realignment, of following our unique evolutionary trajectory. And that's something I wanted to to discuss today too, is that we each are unique. So we each have a unique birth chart. We have a soul history that's extremely unique to each one of us. We have a, you know, um, life experiences within this life that make our current body, physical form, um, and our mind, uh, operate in different ways than other people. And so, you know, comparing ourselves, doing this comparison, um, when you're being called to, to lean into this radical change and shift as we are now, it's so easy to compare, right. To say, well, they're not going through it in that way, or look, they're still, you know, showing up and doing all these things. They have energy, Um, why don't I, there's something wrong with me. That's where the work lies because that's the resistance to the change. That's the resistance to the changing of the behavior and the pattern. Wherever we're noticing resistance right now is where our work lies. And so with this eclipse in general, with, with it being in Scorpio, it's surrender, you know, and it's about loss and death and our relationship with that. So noticing where that shows up in your life, depending on where it lands in your chart is very telling. Mine's in my seventh house. So mine is all around attachment, how much, um, where I notice my activations and triggers when I feel any sort of shift in relationships, any sort of change, where does that activate in my body and in my being? And how can I follow that a little bit deeper into the root of it? You know, and it always leads us to a root, an inner child wound, um, a past life experience, ancestry, some things we can't actually pinpoint because they aren't of this life, but we carry within our genetics and our DNA and our womb space and our bodies. And so all of that memory is held within these roots, which are what hold us to these old patterns and belief systems that keep us in the familiar, the old, rather than, you know, where we're meant to be going and headed, which is in the unknown, (laughs) you know, so knowing we're in this space, especially this space and time as humans that we're being asked to adopt radical faith and courage in these times when everything seems to be shifting. We have Uranus at play with these eclipses. So Uranus shakes things up. It's shaking us collectively at our foundations. It's changing our systems. It's having us look at, you know, the different areas in our collective systems that there is perhaps darkness or shadow, power, money, control that's running the show and how we can perhaps create some autonomy, some space from those systems and which, and then turn pings our own internal systems, our safety systems, 
our attachment systems, our nervous system response to that change, to that unfamiliar sort of, um, you know, path of, of letting go of what we know, you know, so like letting go of the grip to the edge of, you know, the cliff and knowing at the bottom there is unknown, right? But if you're feeling so deeply in your body that you're meant to let go of that edge, then, you know, you will be held at the end. So thinking about all these things, paying attention to where this axis lands in your chart is really, you know, helpful as well. And of course, it just reflects your intuitive knowing, you know, knowing, feeling like you're relationships are going through a transformation. Um, Perhaps your seventh house is being activated. Um, Knowing that this time um, is not only slow because it's, you know, working with Taurus, uh, which is very slow and asking for us to adopt that sort of radical, um, that radical faith in our body's wisdom and our body's messages that are saying, please slow. Um, We also have a layered on top of it a beautiful Mercury retrograde in Gemini. And when we think about Gemini, we think of the mind. It's um, the lower mind, actually. It's it's our ability to communicate what we're thinking and feeling in the moment. It's, it's how we socialize. It's how we interact. And so thinking about um, the shadow of Gemini can be a little bit, it can be run by the mind. It can be a little bit careless in the way in which it operates from the mind. And as we know, what we know about the mind is that it's um, informed by the past, you know. And so when we think about especially the subconscious, uh, we think about how can we work with these different systems, our nervous system, our subconscious, our mind, um, to actually create the change that's aligned with where we want to be going with what feels right in the moment rather than what has been, you know, pulling from past experiences from childhood uh, these programs that sort of run in the background that we're maybe not aware of and how can we shift into coming to our fullest expression as adults in the present moment. And so thinking about all those things, we're, we're being shown the, the real nuance and complexity of this human experience, um, this perfect storm that we're in, uh, paying attention to with this Mercury retrograde how slow you're being asked to go. And with Taurus, this whole month, um, the past month and the the next, you know, this, the rest of May, we'll be asked to slow and to listen to our bodies in a way that we haven't before. I keep telling clients, if you think you're moving slow, you're going to be called to move even slower. And so paying attention to that and where the mind clicks on that overactive mind um, and says, you're not doing enough, you aren't enough, you know, whatever those sort of narratives are that are running, uh, it's really important to, to listen to that right now. Also, where we allow our mind to sort of run the show. It's being revealed to us right now with this Mercury retrograde. Um, and it all depends on where it lands in your chart. But this retrograde uh, will last for two weeks and then we have a two week shadow period. So through um, May, we'll be feeling this peeling back. And retrogrades really are, once again, evolutionary vehicles and portals for us to um, expose, you know, what's here to kind of sit with. Maybe the things that are teaching, keeping us detached from our bodies, keeping us detached from our highest expression in this present moment and how we can work with that to really, you know, bring some more clarity and um, peace and ease into our lives. And so with retrogrades, they slow 
And then they create the illusions of planets moving backwards, which means we get an opportunity to revisit uh, certain things that perhaps um, we didn't fully get to either learn or integrate or transmute the last time around. So these things come in cycles. Similarly to eclipses, we're revisiting last November. Same thing with Gemini. We're revisiting the ways in which we don't fully communicate our truth, you know, our deep core truth. And we just sort of operate in this lower mind that just regurgitates information, but bringing it deeper and deeper and deeper into the portal of our own truth and knowing that that's where we get to channel from. We don't have to channel from, you know, these outlets that kind of project their fear into our field. We get to channel from our own truth. And in that place, in that clear channel, which we, you know, cultivate through deconditioning and through the shadow work and through the courage, um, the radical courage it takes to go into those areas uh, is where we cultivate that clear channel of truth that we can then share with the world, you know, or, you know, use as our own filter to decipher the information that's coming in, which is another piece of this information being very um, aware and using a lot of discernment right now around what we take in and how we essentially discern what feels in alignment with our truth and truth and what doesn't. So there's a lot of, a lot of noise, a lot of, um, yeah, just a lot of, a lot of static in the air right now. And so this retrograde's helping us a little bit to kind of peel back, peel back the layers, especially around, you know, midterm elections in the United States, if you're in the, in, in the States, but peeling back a little bit and saying, okay, I'm going to create some space to really listen to that inner voice and that inner filter that I have that kind of can access my own truth. Like that that actual visceral, visceral response of our bodies that says yes or no. Um, and however you, you know, however your truth is filtered, it's different for everyone, but um, just getting really comfortable and familiar with that process of how do I access my truth because it is unique to me and how can I really build the muscles around that? So it becomes more um, default, you know? So all of these things are sort of at play. Um, this ask for, this uh, asking of radical slowing and um, awareness and attunement presence of Taurus, this requiring a requirement of our surrender by Scorpio, this um, facing of our, you know, um, relationship to loss and to death and what really activates our survival system. You know, that, that framework that, informs how we operate and project our reality. And then of course, this um, truth kind of um, this truth filter that we have with Gemini. So paying attention to the slowness of the rest of this month that we're being called to honor. Um, otherwise the universe is going to find a way to slow us down. And I know many of you have reached out already and said that it did, you know, either you're sick or, you know, they're, plans fell through or someone else got sick or there was a body, an accident, something like that. And that's kind of what can happen if we're not listening, you know, to that voice. And so giving yourself the compassion uh, to just show up differently, to kind of tune out the noise and um, the comparison of, you know, other people's journeys and experiences to your own. Um, and knowing that there is also another component to this, which is making it a bit complex, which is 
Jupiter and Aries. And so Jupiter just completed a 12-year cycle in the Zodiac. And it's begun a new cycle in Aries. So we really, over the last few weeks, you know, with the last eclipse, and then of course this one will be kind of sweeping out a little bit more, but we have done some deep, deep excavation of what's occurred and unfolded over the last 12 years and letting go of those karmic timelines, like really shedding and letting go of what's happened, what's transpired, what has kept us detached from our sense of power, from our own individual truth, kind of what I was talking about before, and how we can begin anew, you know, with fresh soil, you know, like these new sprouts that want to come. Um, we're finally going to receive some forward momentum, you know, in the next coming weeks about really making decisions. Now is not really the time to make huge decisions because we are in a retrograde and we're in eclipse season, but paying very close attention to what's unfolding right now paying very close attention to those little tiny minute details. That's what I'm I'm kind of um, working with clients on is not zooming all the way out right now and saying like, oh my gosh, I need to put meaning to everything that's happening right now, but just being hyper aware and focused on those little tiny minute shifts and changes that we notice when we are present and we are in our bodies. And I'm telling you right now, they have a lot of information for us, you know? So thinking about that, thinking how we can cultivate um, this beautiful um, awareness and presence within our bodies, how we can give ourselves permission to just be slow, to listen to that voice that is asking for attention or, you know, that inner child that's saying, I need, I need something, you know? Um, And knowing too, that we've just closed a giant 12 year chapter and that's huge too. So giving yourself kind of some space to take a breather before we jump into the next one. Uh, But knowing that Jupiter is putting on a pressure a little bit around like creating change, but our job is to discern where we take action from. Is it from up here, the mind that wants to go, 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 regardless of what the body's saying? Or is it listening to that voice, which is much quieter, um, that says, hey, there's something here that needs your attention before we put things into action. So that's a little bit of an energy update for all of you. I know that it is quite intense and depending on where it lands in your chart, you're feeling it, you know, it's a spectrum. So you'll feel it differently and you'll feel it at uh, different levels of intensity as well. But I just want to reassure you that whatever is unfolding right now is happening for your greatest and highest good. And even though things that's not, you know, this, um, spiritual bypassing, it's literally a way to orient you in this time and space to know and to find the tools that help you feel safe in this body, in this present moment, and in this time that is so precious. And the only thing we can really count on, you know, is the present moment and our bodies um, through this wild, wild journey that we're on. So I'm sending all of you lots and lots of love as we navigate this deeply transformative portal. Um, And if you have any questions, of course, reach out as always. And Jess and I will be back soon with a joint podcast. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a five-star review, share with friends and family, and follow us on Instagram. For more details on this episode, please see the show notes. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.